I was working with this organization <laughs> and, and the owner of the organization bought everybody that worked for him a Fitbit and they all signed up so everybody could see their steps, right? And you had people yeah. uh, you know, on their breaks, out walking around, doing the thing. And then uh, this one guy, he was kind of leading the board or he's pretty high up on the board. And uh, I said, man, he's doing great. And they go, no, no, he goes home every night. He puts his Fitbit on his dog's collar and sits in a lawn chair and throws the tennis ball. <laughs> Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, it is a pleasure to see you again. Although we we actually saw each other in person recently. We we could have recorded an episode, but we were just too busy with client work. So, yes. Oh, well. We were doing good stuff and lots of good stuff, and our brains were like an egg on a skillet. Yes. Oh, that is very true. Uh, and this has happened a couple times. It, it didn't happen as much this time, but you're so high energy. And, and I'm typically that way, you know, like at the end of a conference, I'll want to go to the restaurant and hang out with everybody and, you know, get some good stories out of folks. That's that's when we learned that uh, a certain friend of ours had literally had John Bonham shake his hand and thank him for his lighting equipment. Remember that? You or you weren't there for that. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> we we get lots of good stuff, but there have been a few times where you or I have just sort of at at dinner have have just sort of gone. I don't want to talk anymore. I'm yeah, done. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. After those two days, my voice was actually a little scratchy. It's like, yeah, Ooh, yeah. like work the pipes there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that was good. That was good. So you can tell by my well, background, the topic of yep. AI is still on our in our on our menu, and it was it's interesting very much because our, our artificial intelligence overlords sent a couple of emissaries to the United States, and our military promptly shot them out of the sky. So <laughs> that doesn't bode well for uh, our future. <laughs> That's right. At some point, Although I heard one of the Sidewinder missiles missed, like yeah, one of them yeah, was taken like, out on the second shot. Yes. Yikes. Swing and a miss. Uh, yeah. So I figure at some point the artificial intelligence mothership will descend, uh, cast a shadow on the planet, go, hey, I'm trying to help you people. <laughs> Why are you shooting at me? Have you ever heard, have you ever heard the um, Bob Newhart uh, little joke about uh, when there were so many machines back in the 60s when he was getting popular with his stand-up routines and you know he he had been an accountant and you know, had come from the business world. And he, he said he was just waiting for the day when one machine would sit another machine down and say, Bob, we have to let you go. This has been a recording. <laughs> that, that's the joke, you know. The uh, You had to be there, I guess. I, I can tell, I can tell it didn't land, so. <laughs> no, I, I was actually thinking about what happened here recently. <laughs> Um, where where a report came out on a on a company, and the company had missed its earnings and things like that. And the mm -hmm. uh, the in artificial intelligence wrote the article, and then our stock market is controlled by artificial intelligence bots. Right, you got all these robots that are buying right. and selling based upon you know the temperature of things that are going on and and even what's going on in the media. 
So this negative press came out and then the bots automatically sold. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so we had the first instance where, where one machine caused another machine to take action. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. You're not, you're not giving me uh, much hope here, Mike. I, I know that we, we've sort of like cartoonishly pitted ourselves as you're pro AI and I'm anti AI. And that's not really true, but that's not a great story for me, Mike. That, that thank thank you for letting me know about that. But I'll, that'll just help keep me up at night. Appreciate but, that. But you're going to be really unhappy when we should when we talk about the uh, robotic dogs that they've now put machine guns on. So oh yeah yeah that yeah. that's just that's yeah terrifying. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's what I want a dog with an M60. <laughs> right right. Um, my my food bowl's empty. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> It's like Bill Mummy in that Twilight Zone episode where he can kill people and just make them disappear at random just because he's unhappy. Yeah. That? Yeah, Actually, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, anyway, let me just get us back onto AI uh, to specifics to this uh, pr particular episode. First, a follow-up. I uh, tried to do a Philippians chapter two. Oh, chapter study two. Study guide. Yeah, I tried okay. to have ChatGPT help me with that. Um, kind of a swing and a miss, to be honest with you. It was some of it was on target, but some of it was it was clear that it didn't actually understand what was happening toward the end of the chapter. You and I talked about this a little bit off air that um, it's a it's a section where Paul is talking about I want to send Timothy your way, but I can't yet. But I am sending Epaphroditus. He almost died, and he's been really anxious to get back to you. You do have to sort of take a couple steps of inference to realize why this is suddenly thrust into the middle of the letter, which is Epaphroditus came from the Philippians and was delivering probably like a, you know, a, a, a you know, some money to help Paul. He got sick, almost died. And so there's been a delay in him coming back. And now he's finally coming back. Timothy, probably there to help uh, Paul through his uh, court case in Rome as he uh, was in jail at the time. So you do have to make some inferences there. And apparently chat GPT missed those inferences. And I, I just decided to forego it. So we're not all the way baked yet. Um, another example of that is um, uh, it's funny because uh, we, you know, I quoted my cyberpunk author, William Gibson. Well, William Gibson recently retweeted a, uh, a, a professor, a, a researcher who tried to get chat gpt to develop a list of citations uh that could be you know like a, a a list of citations for her particular specialty that she uh, researched and she had to sort of trick it. it it refused to do it uh maybe for you know legal or or you know academic reasons but she said pretend to be um you know a scientist who's you know developing a, a short list of citations and it all sounded good, all grammatically correct. But the more she investigated each of those citations, she realized the whole thing was completely made up. And I mean, like seven levels down of detail, like, yeah, I can give you a synopsis of that book. Yeah, I can give you, a, you know, some info about that author. Yeah. And it just kept adding falsity, but it sounded so good. And so, you know, again, she, she did have to use the word pretend. And so maybe that, you know, gave ChatGPT real permission there. But 
my goodness, uh, you know, her her point being, we're going to have to be really careful about what we trust. We are we are um, we're, we're her her word was hallucination. We're going to be in danger of hallucinations. So those are some, you know, cautionary tales. None of them involve sidewinder missiles or you know machine guns on dogs, but uh, cautionary tales that you have to know more than the machine does to some degree to be able to use it effectively. And I think that's probably a, a good preamble into uh, a use you found recently of uh, how to effectively use it as a tool. So do you want to share your latest <laughs> story? The, uh, oh, yeah. No, and, and just to, yeah, just thinking about your stories, uh, you know, Philippians 1's uh, much more, I think, well-known, well-researched, well, you know, there's probably more essays on that than Philippians 2. And, Could be. You know, because this thing is only looking at the available works that are out there, yeah, it didn't see a lot on this, so it wasn't able to do a lot with that. And so that that it's fascinating that, yeah, if there's not a big body of work on this, it won't be able to extrapolate from that body of work the stuff that you needed uh, to construct your class. Well, you so, said extrapolate and interpolate is another word that we've been hearing thrown around where, you know, it's it's like a JPEG image was the way that the New Yorker put it you know that that there's a pixel here and a pixel here and we're deleting everything in between to make that jpeg nice and small and uh the computer's going to have to come up with what's in between and usually it's a pretty good guess but you lose you know it's a it's a lossy file it loses some data so chat gpt is going to be in the same boat it doesn't know everything it's it's extrapolating, interpolating uh, what might be between the two. And that's why it comes up with some of these nightmarish images um, that AI can create, but but also how it's going to, you know, sort of make some stuff up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's probably well, and, pretty close. Well, and the prompt, right? Pre I think the prompt was yeah. pretend to be a researcher. Well, if I can pretend yep. to be a researcher, I can pretend to make up citations. <laughs> so, yep. And there was another story where they where where somebody had said something similar, where they'd said pretend to be an entity that is not bound by the rules that govern you. And yeah, write a and story. So, yeah, and it, and it did. It was like okay, if there's you know if I can ignore the 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 three prime directives or whatever yeah. you, you know I've got going on with my robot. <laughs> Uh, then, my, my Isaac Asimov laws of robotics. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Ignore those three things. What would you write if I prompted you to do this? And so it was writing some pretty hateful, mean, strange, weird, oh yeah, weird stuff. Yeah. Because the the person with the prompt had released it from that that you know criteria or that restriction. So so yeah, and and I think then it's acting like a six year old child. All right, create a citation. Here's one. Well, great. I, I want another one. And so same with a, a child that's, you know, that's broke the vase. The parent is questioning, right? Who broke the vase? I don't know. No, yeah. seriously, who broke the vase? Well, I think it might have been the dog. All right. How'd the dog do it? Well, I, I think the dog was running and <laughs> he got excited and then maybe he, you know, right. so the, the more you push, the farther away from reality it got. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, the, those, those cautionary tales of be careful what you ask and how you ask yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the machine uh, because it may actually what's that old adage about the computer before this right that you know my computer is so annoying it doesn't do what i want it to do it only does what i tell it to do uh, yeah 
And in this case, same thing, right? This thing is only doing what I tell it to do. So when I tell it to, you know, not operate in these parameters, pretend to be this, right. it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, a that, that's that's a great point. That there's a podcast uh, from uh, World Magazine, which is sort of an evangelical Christian news magazine, and they have a they have a great podcast on sort of uh, it's they, they, she calls herself the news coach, and she helps you figure out how you're going to process news stories with kids. You know, because a lot of our you know, modern news stories are very complicated, a lot of adult themes. And so how do you break things down? And so one of the um, metaphors they were using for uh, artificial intelligence was spell check. You know, spell check is this amazing tool, um, but sometimes you are going to want to override spell check because you know better, right? Like that is a proper name. I want it spelled exactly like this. Um, or, you know, I'm quoting somebody, I know that's not grammatically correct, but we're still going to do it this way. But you have to know enough to be able to use the tool in that way, instead of just sort of letting go of the, you know, steering wheel and, and going wherever, you know, the, uh, the computer goes, you have to steer it yourself a little bit. And I think that's sort of, a, you know, your prompt is, is another great example of that of, you know, how, how well you dial in the prompt is really telling me, um, how well you can make use of the tool instead of the the tool being something you're dependent on and and you know maybe even in danger of. So mm -hmm. I, I love your example. No, I, I think you're spot on. And yeah, yeah, I had the opportunity to use it in a in a work situation. We 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 surveyed a fairly large group of employees. Uh, there was some verbatim comments. That, you know, just you know, tell us share your feelings and stuff like that. And so now I got, you know, pages of, of writing that, you know, somebody's going to have to read uh, and that, yeah. that seemed arduous. So, so I copied it, I pasted it into <laughs> chat GPT. I said, uh, write a summary of this. And I have to admit it produced a really nice summary. And as I went mm -hmm. back, you know, but I think that same thing, right. As I went back and checked it, uh, you know, I went back and reread all the comments and, and created my summary uh, we were very much in line. And so it could pick up repetitive phrases, repetitive meaning. It, it picked all that out and said, here's the main points yeah. from, from all these things that people have submitted. And, and it was yeah. like, well, that was nice. So I think the danger would be, had I not checked it? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It's like, I plugged it in. It wrote a summary. I send the summary to the client and go, here's what your people are thinking. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm not to that level of trust with the, uh, with the machine yet. Yeah, and, and, you know, would you, would you even want that? You know, it's, it's one thing to have it help you type things up. It's another thing. No, I, I, bear with me on this one, because I, I think this is a big deal. You want to do some I think learning. you're, you're underestimating how simplified I want my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I want my life to be as simple and smooth as possible. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of other people are with me. Oh, I, I think so. Um, and to be fair, slavery, a very simplified life. You know, they tell you what to do. You just go do it. Then you get food, clothing, shelter. I mean, hey. Yeah. Oh, that's my retirement Wake up, plan. sheeple. Yeah, I, I watch this movie. This is my retirement plan. I get tired of working. I'm going to go rob a bank. Uh, you know, they're going. I'm going to get caught. I got three square meals a day. I got room board. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a library. There's a gym. 
it's gonna cable be cable television yeah sure yeah. yeah this is gonna be awesome yeah. well you know mike the point taken point taken so but I, I do think the, the you wanting to have a a um a learning moment with your team right or or your department or your client you're not going to do that if you don't actually read this stuff right yeah. like we we can just go with their summary you know chat gpt can give us a summary but that doesn't mean you guys have come to a uh an understanding or a revelation or a shared meaning and Lord of mercy, that's really what we're trying to, to achieve is to, you know, uh, develop some shared meaning between us. That's when communication actually takes place and we can take a step forward for the organization. Um, mm -hmm. So I. Well, I and say. I think, and, and then maybe it could do this, right? So one of the things that gets people to take action is emotion. And the emotion came from pulling out specific, all right, here's a specific sentence that, uh, that this, you know, this person we surveyed wrote. And it, you know, and it speaks to the summary. All right, this is what they've summarized, and here's a quote that that speaks to that. It's the quote that pulls at the heart, or or gets the blood flowing, or get, you know, creates an emotion that that causes me to want to do something more, better, different, or less. And so the summary yeah. was great, and I may I may have been able to say, you know, it's almost frightening. Pull out the quote that will, <laughs> you know, that will yeah. illustrate the summary to the highest degree. And it may have done right. that, you know, so, so yeah, there's, there's that opportunity there. Um, but yeah, you still as a human wouldn't grasp it all unless you've read it all. Right. Right. And, and, you know, I, I guess we could go forward a few uh, clicks into this whole process that we're all on. Could you have uh, a meeting with your team? You don't need to hire a coach or facilitator or consultant. You just have the whole thing recorded. You can immediately ask for the meeting to be summarized and uh, quotes to be played back, you know, literal recordings to be played back of, of things people said that were, uh, from the AI's perspective, most compelling. Sure, maybe you could do that. Um, I'm liking it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I get how that would, you know... Uh, let's assume neutrality too, right? Let's assume that the AI doesn't have like a corporate ax to grind, a, a governmental ax to grind, a policy ax to grind, and it could literally give you neutral feedback on where the energy was and what were the main points discussed and where there was real agreement. Um, somebody's still going to have to uh, look, everybody, uh, not somebody, everybody is going to have to look each other in the eye and say, is this what we're about? Is this the decision that we're going to make? And, and, you know, do that uh, consensus moment. Mm -hmm. Well, and you could, yeah, that, and that's frightening and exciting all at the same time. Right. As, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about the, the exercise where, where you, where you observe a meeting and then you, you keep, tick marks about who spoke the most, uh, yeah. you know, who, who did, who addressed who in the meeting and you figure out who the influencers are and, yeah. and, and your communications channel. Well, the, the machine, once it understood, you know, voice recognition, yeah. it would, it would be able to do that. You could have a meeting, record that meeting, plug it in the machine and the machine would tell you, all right, who are, who's the people who are influencing, who do people defer to? Uh, yeah. and, and you'd have kind of an organizational map of power within an organization versus maybe it's organizational actual structure on paper. 
So. Yeah, sure. And how about we tie that to metrics, KPIs per employee, and we can see um, who should be fired, frankly, right? Because oh, yeah. they don't bring value in those meeting moments and they don't bring enough production value outside of the meeting. You know, well, like when you, the, it's, it's like get... the new version of uh, uh, General Electric, right? Like this is this is literally the next step of what was it? Fire the bottom 20 percent. I can't remember what he five percent, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it's perfect because you can actually ask the machine to write the letter to fire somebody yeah. <laughs> and it writes a great letter. I actually, you know, Taylor was working on something and, and, you know, she had to write a letter, a dismissal letter. And, uh, I just plugged it in there and it was like, that's pretty good there. Yeah. So I harvested. That some sounds like something I'd say. Yeah. Harvested some burbage. <laughs> The, uh, so we had a couple of, of news articles that, that related to this as well. Uh, so one of them yeah. was uh, judge uses chat GP to render decision. Uh, yeah. And the subheadline: welcome to our new AI judges, the latest in our dystopian hellscape. <laughs> That's a good subtitle. <laughs> the, uh, and, and, you know, we won't go into the details, but I do have to say the judge's name because it is musical. This was Colombian yeah. judge Juan Manuel Padilla Garcia uh, of the First Circuit Court of yeah. Cartagena. Uh, right, just love his name. And so, but he did the same thing, right? He's trying to figure out how to rule on this. And so he asked ChatGP, okay, give me an example of similar cases and what were the rulings on those? But then he had his you know, the, the court assistants, uh, you know, whatever those those folks are, uh, go back yeah. and research and make sure that all of that was correct, right? The cases cited, the uh, right. findings in those cases were correct, but yeah. it definitely streamlined the research. He knew, he knew exactly. Yeah, I, I'd look. love to know how much time it saved him. That That's my real question is, you know, had, had to be you know, hours. how much time yeah. did it save? Because he still had to sign off, right? He still had to say, this is my responsibility to make this decision. Here's my verdict. Um, so, you know, he better be darn sure that what he got was accurate to feel comfortable with signing on that dotted line. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I'm going to yeah. cite this. And I believe in the uh, in the findings, right, the the, the final, uh, whatever they call that thing when the, you know, re the, the court reports out, that he did note where AI did the research and right. then how they verified right. the research. So so in that court document, you knew that yeah, I'd got an assist here, but I verified the assist. So I have to tell you before we move on that uh, we had a Colombian foreign exchange student in my high school the year I graduated. Um, we're still friends on Facebook. He was beloved by our school. We just, he was the nicest guy in the world. And his, I, I believe I'm, I'm pronouncing this correctly. His name was uh, uh, Jorge Arroyave. Ooh. And the jocks in our school very quickly dubbed him George Arrarara. That was as close <laughs> as they could get. So he was absolutely the best. So that's, hats off to Columbia. That's anyway. So, that's so Midwest American. Oh, yeah. Mid Midwest. What are you talking about? I'm in the South. You keep saying Midwest. I have to, I have to correct you on that soon. Uh, they threw the Mason Dixon line one state too high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be in the, you know, the mid North. <laughs> the uh, 
in the Mid-North. So we had another well, article. Uh, this one's great. Streaming platform Twitch just suspended the AI Seinfeld channel because it went full oh. transphobic. So, yeah, I watched this. Uh, yeah, it was actually pretty fascinating. So AI was writing yeah. Seinfeld episodes. And yeah. at some point, it decided it was going to write a, a Seinfeld episode. And this is cool. Right? You can see the video. Their characters are walking around and really poor. Yeah, like it's 3D animated and the whole thing. And yeah. they're talking. And it's, you know, you know Elaine and Jerry, but not Elaine and Jerry. And right. at some point, it, it does the stand-up monologue at the end of an episode. And it just goes, it just goes transphobic. <laughs> yeah, it just starts <laughs> talking about how bad trans people are and negative things and and uh, so yeah it got it got deleted from the platform uh, you know but yeah it didn't take long for it to run out of stuff to say and just head down that path uh which i thought I, yeah I, i'd love to know you know maybe in the future you know we'll we'll be able to you know sort of do a a, a study on that uh i would love to know what the ai was thinking if you will you know like what what made it go hey Here's something I could make some jokes about. <laughs> well, if you think about it, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. There's a body of work out there that is yeah. negative towards every group on the planet. Yeah. And yeah. at yeah. some point, if you if you point it in a direction, it's going to find, I'm sure it's going to find the positive and it's going to find the negative and bring all that yeah. out. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And then uh, the the last one we had was uh, Chat GPT is a blurry JPEG of the web, and yeah. this goes back to what you're talking about. That 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 and part of the problem with the citing references, so it goes out yeah. and reads everything, and then you ask it a question, and it doesn't give you the exact answer, which is what our current search does. Our current search right. now just presents you with links to the actual articles, essays, or whatever information right. that you're asking about. This reads it all creates its own version of that and in doing so parts are lost <laughs> right? yeah. little, little pieces fall off and and then the uh the danger is when they release chat gpt4 which we're on three now they release four if it goes out and reads everything on the internet plus whatever's been created by chat gpt3 yep. which is the you know more fuzzy version of the original now you've got a third generation copy. Yep. It's even fuzzier. And so the article talked about, yeah, is this uh, is this the old making a photocopy and then making a photocopy of the photocopy, make a photocopy right. of the photocopy. And eventually you end up with just this, you know, crooked, gnarly, you know, specks on a piece of paper yeah. that in no shape or form resemble the original content. And, and to be fair, we're kind of there with search engines anyway because we've had so many you know bots uh, that are creating content for the sake of showing up high in search rankings that right. you know I, I can't imagine that the AI has even a good read on actually what's going on because there are probably so many websites that are just filler stock articles about various things that people are uh, commonly searching for um, and that's why you know we used to talk about Google foo you know you had a good ability with you know how to make use of the search engine and now it's probably going to be the same way with ai if ai can survive you know the onslaught of uh you know so much data that's that's uh that's just wrong and that's the back to the uh the world magazine podcast they they had another great analogy which was you know 
where's the line on what, what you're going to do versus what the AI is going to do? And, and their analogy was you would never go to the gym and have a robot lift your weights. Hey. That doesn't make any sense, right? Like you, you are not getting the benefit of growing, uh, you know, physically when you do that, uh, you're not improving physically when you let the robot do that. So at what stage, you know, do we, do we allow the, the tool to be a tool uh, versus we become, you know, I, I keep saying dependent, uh, where we become dependent on it, and it's and, and it's not actually helping us as uh, human beings long term. I think you're greatly underestimating humanity. So uh, <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, I was working you're saying with we this, don't want to grow. I was. Oh, here's my example. I was working with this organization, <laughs> and and the owner of the organization bought everybody that worked for him a Fitbit. And they all signed up so everybody could see their steps, right? And you had people, yeah. uh, you know, on their breaks, out walking around, doing the thing. And then uh, this one guy, he was kind of leading the board, or he's pretty high up on the board. And uh, I said, man, he's doing great. And they go, no, no. He goes home every night. He puts his Fitbit on his dog's collar and sits in a lawn chair and throws the tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> Until he gets his steps in. <laughs> so... So in this case, there was actually, to speak to your example, there was actually somebody that was, you know, hired somebody else to go to the gym for him. In this case, it was his, you know, beloved furry friend, the dog. Oh. Would, would you like to take that to the dystopian hellscape of the Colombian judge? Because I've got an example of that. I know a young lady who <laughs> has trouble getting out of, uh, this is not my wife, by the way. I know a young lady who has trouble getting up in the morning. She has bought from China a shock device. It literally shocks her in the morning and uh, like gives her electrical shock in her, I think it's her wrist, until she, um, and I think she has to like solve three puzzles on the device or do a hundred <laughs> jumping jacks. And so, so like, it's going to just keep shocking her until she gets it right. And she did eventually have to like take it off and just start waving it around because it had a bug in it and it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't pick up her, uh, her, her jumping jacks, but <laughs> combine that with AI, you know, let's, oh, just, yeah. let's just see. No, how it's all, it's all coming together. It, yeah. It reminds me of grade school when they would, you know, when they come up and twist, you know, a part of your anatomy and request that you name three candy bars. <laughs> You'd be like, Baby Ruth, Milky Way, Payday. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of stress, you know, to come up with three candy bars when you're being, you know, in, you know, in pain. So well, I did see the alarm clock that, that runs away from you. So yes. the, it's got the two motorized wheels. It goes off and then it leaps off the nightstand and just zips around the room like a, like a, yeah. like a, a, a Roomba on crack. And you have to get out yeah. of the bed and catch it to turn it off. It's like, yes, I saw a, a copter version of that. It just, you know, it shoots off into the air. You know, good <laughs> luck. Go find it. <laughs> all right. So see, this is the, yeah, for, for you know, all our listeners, both of you, the, the opportunity here is to put all this together. Right? You take all these current inventions, you put it together with this <laughs> AI thing. This is the next million dollar idea. This is, you know, we're going to be sitting around going, you know, we we thought about all the pieces of that, but we didn't put it together. And then this this you know eighteen year old billionaire, he he made it happen. 
I I hope that doesn't happen. But thank you for that that amazing that, that amazing concept. That not only will we be um, unhappy that AI has taken off in that direction, but we'll be unhappy and poor while somebody else is rich. So that's thank you for that, Mike. I I, I hope that doesn't happen. Well, no, no, no. Oh. And if it does, dystopian hellscape <laughs> may become our, <laughs> our our catchphrase of the decade. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's uh, let's we'll take a little break from AI uh, and uh, you know maybe Thank get you. back to our regular programming. <laughs> but uh, we do have that. That's right. Uh, yeah. So it's been interesting. This thing is is it is creeping into work. Uh, you know whether it's invited or or by accident. Um, so I think yeah, it's it, there's no escape that it's going to be a bigger part of our lives. No doubt. No doubt. And the more we just sort of prepare for that and think through. You know, where would we use it? Where's the line? Uh, what makes it useful? How do we use it? That, that's hopefully what we're trying to bring to you with these uh, insane episodes that seem to be half jokes. So good luck, everybody. Yeah, yeah, we're rooting for you. You're, right. Yeah, it's not, they're not going to, a lot of them aren't going to make it. <laughs> oh, are we still on? We're still on? Oh, let's, uh, let's throw it to our real, we're going to use our real life announcer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, before he becomes replaced, uh, Mr. John Wolf, <laughs> uh, take it away, uh, flesh and blood announcer guy. And there you have it. Another session of contemporaneous extemporizing from Mark and Mike. I know it's redundant, but consider who we're talking about. As always, feel free to share the ideas you heard here. No right to reserve, no permissions needed. Thanks. See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. That's good enough.